Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Daily News. It's Tuesday the 14th of January 2020. I am Ross Chanley. This is at the Paul Machin. Tom is on the ones and twos. Uh, we had to bring you some news, but first we brought to you in association with Redmen TV, of course. You see our screens now. The website is up. Uh, we have loads of content going on at the minute. Chris has done a lovely stats and tactics post Spurs game. Uh, the Iran Elite podcast went out this morning. It's a great show. We had laughed at Ali Gomez Solskjaer. We looked at their transfer budget. I just, it's, it's, it's a great it's day. Good fun. It, it's good fun. We're supposed to take red tinted glasses off, but we just don't. Uh, Paul's also recorded some build up stuff already today towards the Man United games that will be going out later this week, as well as all your other content. So go and check that out. £5 a month, therefore, uh, free for you first, sorry, and then £5 after. If you don't like it, just go and sack it off. But you are here for some news. First of which, Paul, uh, Liverpool have rejected a bid for Jordan Shaqiri as Roma and make a January loan bid. I um, Yeah, look, it makes, it makes perfect sense that someone would come in for him. He's been the one, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. The one who's feels like he's just on the outside. Just just on the outskirts of what we're doing. Um, and Klopp's been very bullish, I think, in his defence of him in recent weeks, hasn't he? He was mentioned a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, because when he was mentioned about could he be a potential transfer as he, as he wants, and he's like, he's been injured. He's been injured. <laughs> what do what, what yeah. you want? And I think people are mistaken unavailability for being bombed out somehow. But if I was Roma or a team like that, of that ilk, you know, a, 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 Champions, League, a Champions League level, generally speaking, Outfit, I'd definitely be asking about Jaden Shakiri. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shakiri 28 has just made 10 appearances, the Premier League leaders uh, in all competitions this term. Uh, the rival of Takumi Minamino from Salzburg has pushed further. Uh, the extra winger further down the pecking order, sorry. Now, according to Sky Italia, Liverpool fielded a call from Roma on Monday to take Shakiri to the Stadio Olimpico for the remainder of the season. I think that's a good point, actually. The Minamino stuff, you look at, you know, Harvey Elliott's playing in the FA Cup games and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. Shakiri might be thinking, I, th- I think you're right on the, on the being injured and stuff, but also coming on for one minute, it's also frustrations from fans of probably not being able to go and see him. And yeah. the misunderstanding on top of that. Yeah, you yeah, know, definitely, uh, you know, yeah. <sighs> As I say, Shakiri for me, I think particularly with the arrival of Minamino, I, I'm not sure where he's getting his game, but we also haven't seen enough of Minamino to know what he's in what contention for. Klopp made reference, he can play everywhere, play across the front three, he can play in midfield if needs be. Um, I think seeing Shakiri coming on for Salah again, that was his role. We saw this in the, look, he did this in the Merseyside derby. Started instead of Salah on the right hand side, and I think we'd have seen more. I don't think we'd have seen Harvey Elliott. Uh, play as much, you know, okay, we, we, yeah. we wouldn't have seen as much. If we'd been able, like for example, if the Villa Carabao Cup game had been able to be put in a normal schedule, Arigi plays that, Shakiri plays that, Shakiri would have played the Arsenal game, yeah. but he was injured, so he didn't play that game. Oh, oh, and he definitely missed the 
whoever the hell it was we played in the first in, in, MK, in, Dons. In, MK Dons he definitely played that game etc etc so yeah I, I think he's definitely got a place but I can understand in the absence of seeing Shaqiri fully fit for two months and you know if he's then not getting a game then he's not wanted but at the moment I th it's, it's still up in the air but again I, I, he's the one who's, who's most likely to be linked away from our squad let us know your thoughts in the comments below get your questions in and Tom will gather them all up and get them at the end moving on Garth Crooks has named his team of the week Aguero Mata Van Dyke, James Ings mm. all fine with yeah, absolutely, that's absolutely yeah. fine but let's have a closer look his team of the week Dubravka James Fernandinho Van Dyke. oh that James okay cool yeah I thought it was Daniel James as well uh, and it's Reese James isn't it Mata De Bruyne Firmino in midfield Bernard, Ings, Aguero, Rashford. Uh, that, uh, that's why I brought it up because. That's a banana team. He just tried to shoehorn him in. Yeah. Instead of playing, you know, I don't know, 4 2 4. Yeah, anything. Anything, yeah, yeah. anything but putting him to play in the wrong position. I wonder, yeah, that's mad. Yeah, Firmino in midfield. I mean, look, we've seen Firmino play in the 10, haven't we? In a 4 2 3 1, you could start, make a stretch of that midfield. Um, Did he play the 10 at Spurs? He played centre forward at Spurs, so yeah. No, bog, absolutely barmy. But then again, Garth Crooks, I just. I, I, I wonder whether he's doing this low key, like just doing these things and saying stupid things and doing stupid things because it draws attention and it gets it keeps his name out there. No publicity is bad publicity. Is it though? I've fallen for it, haven't I? Mm. Right, I'm not doing that again. Mm. Uh, let's move on from him then anyway. Uh, Deloitte Football Money League 2020 has been released with some uh, interesting reading. They've done a nice little infographic, eyes on the prize. So basically where they get all the money from, all the revenue, who's making the most money, no surprises. Uh, at the top of the table there, Paul Barcelona, Real Madrid, mm -hmm. Man United, probably a little surprise actually that they're so far up. Uh, Munich, PSG, Man City, 610 million euros. Liverpool climbing the table, uh, 604, I think it is good work. And we speak so highly of behind the scenes teams, what Liverpool have done. You know, this isn't even taking into account the, the Nike stuff just yet. So yeah. you probably expect Liverpool to go, go ahead of that. And I think the, the, the predict Liverpool will go ahead of Manchester United. Not too distant well, future. There was a, is this, is this the, I saw a, a tweet talking about the growth, the financial growth. Yeah, that was no Chatra, maybe. Yeah. The um, and I think like Man United, Man United is, is slowing significantly, whereas yeah. ours is on on the rise. So you're dead right. I mean, look, it's easier to get to sixth in the uh, table on this one when you can effectively have your owners pay twenty five million pound for a bag of chips in the stadium. That's what we need to do. Get a sock sponsor. Yeah, 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 just but they they're playing a, they're playing a different game to everyone else, and, and PSG the same. But it's encouraging. Liverpool should always be there and thereabouts. But as you say, Liverpool very much a team on the up in there. I, I like to see us involved with all this stuff because it means people don't like to talk about Liverpool the business. But when Liverpool are doing the business on the pitch, I feel loads more relaxed about it because it's it goes hand in hand. Yeah, it attracts business deals and stuff like that. Uh, incidentally, Everton nineteenth in that table. Hey, good on them. Yeah, no way. Considering they've recorded losses of £110 million, according to Paul Joyce, about half an hour ago. Well, so. you can see why um, Ancelotti's obviously jump ship, can't you? Because like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Everton are a bigger club than Napoli, yeah. there you go. That £6 million difference is going to get him a better player, isn't <laughs> they it? They won't have that because that'll be the payoff <laughs> for all the managers <laughs> yeah. and buying him in. We'll, we'll clean Marco Silva's wage, that. Um, mm -hmm. Moving on towards the weekend, obviously Liverpool-Manchester United, a huge game, as I said, got loads of content coming up. But Liverpool trio Fabinho, Matic, Lovren set to return in time for my United clash. Klopp confirms. Let's find his quotes. Uh, he was asked about them really. He said, I wait until they are on the pitch and somebody tells me they're allowed to do the full session. It looks like Joel will be in, it looks like Fabinho will be in maybe a day later. I'm not so sure. Dejan maybe as well, he can come in as well. 
that means a lot. It obviously helps massively, of course, but we look, we, look, ugh, we will look to see how it looks. The week is very important. The game on Sunday against Manchester United, we all know what happened, what they expect from us. That'll be a game. It will be a big one as well, and we'll try to be ready for that. The big take from this poll, I suppose, is we've got more options. Yeah. Not, not just for this game, actually, but... You know, it picks up again in February, doesn't it, with the Champions League football and yeah. the FA Cup and all that stuff. The beauty is, if you told me six weeks ago or whatever it was that Fabinho went out, the the, the day he came back, he, he would be coming back for the Man United game potentially, and I would say these words that I'm about to say, I don't think he starts. You'd be like, what? And who you playing in the six? Henderson! <laughs> Henderson! No, he's passed that. He's now a box-to-box midfield. Yeah, yeah, um, Good. I mean, look, we've gone through the most testing period of our season, and this is this we're actually still in it. Our most testing period was basically the start of December till the end of January, yeah. and if we manage to come through that, you know, without without stumbling too heavily, we've given ourselves the best possible basis for a brilliant season. We've done so far so good, and we've managed to maintain this whilst having tons of injuries. Um, not the fans of other clubs would be uh, are interested in hearing that, but you know, it's not their jobs to care. Um, it's ours. Having Fabinho in particular back makes a massive difference. I think we saw it against Tottenham. Thor Henderson probably had his weakest game for since, since Fabinho's been out. I think he was, he was still fine. But in big games against big teams, when it's, there's a lot going on, you need a dominant midfielder. And in particular, as we start to enter into this period, you know, Fabinho being back will be massive. Does he us. start on Sunday for you? No, as I just said, it doesn't no. start for me. No. I, I, no rush. Well, you know, May... Uh, I don't think Man United's midfield is good enough that they, they should cause us the kind of problems that we'll need Fabinho for. Maybe. Look, it will, will, it'll tell you a lot about how important Fabinho is to, to what Klopp wants to do if he does come straight back in because Salah would come straight back in and Van Dijk would come straight back in and Alisson came straight back in when he, when he came back. Um, but I, I think there's a, if there's even a, a modicum of that, even if he's only 95%, don't bother. What's the point? Mm. Henderson's performing well, Wijnaldum's performing well, Lalana's in form, and Oxlade Chamberlain's back. So I, I think we've got just about enough to cope for um, another game. The same for the defenders. No contention for Matip and Lovren. Same thing, just lead them out and just have them on the bench. a clean sheet machine, haven't we? I think, yeah. you know, the Lovren's. For, I, Joe Gomez's ceiling is higher than both of those lads, and I think you know. Look at the look at the how we perform with Van Dijk and Gomez. They're the future. They're, they're our future centre back partnership. The only the only thing I would might consider is just rotation. Yeah. You know, we took we took Van Dijk out for the for the cup game, but we had to keep Gomez in. But again, I would probably wait until the FA Cup, and then I would and then you've got the options to put Matip and Lovren into centre back pairing. That's probably what I've got my eye on if I'm caught. I think that's the argument for Fabinho if he comes in for me because Henderson, I know they had a week's rest or whatever, but he's played a hell of a lot of football, hasn't yeah. he? So is Genie Van Alden as well. We can just put fresh legs in there. Yeah. Then fine, go for it. Mm. Uh, moving on, uh, some other news, not for Liverpool, but sort of. Uh, I was clutching the straws today for news. Uh, Pepe Reina's returned to the Premier League's on loan at Aston Villa. Uh, I'm quite excited to see him back, and I'm also glad they won't play Manchester City again. I genuinely thought, because I, I heard all the Villa stuff, and I saw this picture and I thought he'd signed for Wolves. Apologies, podcast listeners, but is that because there's no wet on it? Well, no, but it's but literally the kit. That kit looks identical. That's a wolf. It's basically wearing a wolf skin, particularly the one hanging up. Um, but no, Pepperina back. I love, I love him. Absolutely adore him. Um, you can't do much worse at the moment, Villa, in terms of goalkeeper and, and goals. Yeah. So, uh, Pepe's great. I, I'm a bit. I mean, look, Adjan's amazing. So it doesn't hurt me so much. If we had, if we still had Mignolet as our backup goalkeeper, you'd be in for him. 
I'd, I'd have been, I'd have been gutted to see Pepe go somewhere else. Is what I, kind of what I'm, kind of what I'm driving at because I think he's built. Yeah, obviously we wish him the best of luck. Mm. Him. Someone else we wish the best of luck to is Momo Sissoko. Paul, yeah. uh, he's retired. He's hung up his boots. Former Liverpool midfielder Momo Sissoko has announced his retirement from football. The 34-year-old. I know, he's decided to hang up his boots and bring an end to his playing career. He made 87 appearances, scoring one goal between July 2005 and January 2005. He was, well, says that, a popular figure, but he was a fan's favourite, wasn't he? I think yeah, he knew that, that he, obviously the song goes hand in hand of Xavi Alonso, Gerard, Moment Sissoko. He always put a slide in, which was the best thing for me. He, and he wasn't afraid of a tackle. You know what? He would be amazing in this club team. Like, I think he. He had the, his technical attributes were lacking a little bit at times. We always joke about this one where he tried to bring the ball down and basically booted it fifty yards up into the air. He had he got the, he got the, the an eye injury and he was never quite the same after Ooh. that. Um, he was brilliant for us. He was astounding. He was a DM that didn't play in DM. He basically just used to tear around the pitch, closing people down. He was a pressing machine before we even really knew what pressing was. I think back to the uh, FA Cup final in two thousand six, and we were in extra time. And he made like a 60-yard lung-busting run that no one else had that left in them. I, lo- I love to talk. And he randomly lived next door to me, mate's mum and dad as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a proper random one. But yeah, we always had a sauce bop for Momo. And one of those lads that, yeah, um, holds, we hold a fond place in, in our hearts and hopefully becomes a key integral part of Liverpool's Legends team as moving forward. Oh, we might be just Legends game coming up actually in March, so we might be part of that. Um, there's obviously a video doing the rounds he did with a, a French national television and he was a Liverpool fan saying how good he was and stuff, and he tears up doing around on Twitter again. It's a really good watch. Go and check that out. Um, but some comments, please, Tom. Yes, um, kick it off with the Shakiri stuff. Troy Rolyat says, um, we need him until the end of the season, but in the summer, if he wants to leave, we should let him. Joey Muddy, on the other hand, there is no point letting Shaq or anyone go in January. Everyone in the squad knows they have a part to play in this team. I wouldn't be surprised if Shaq wins a game for us at some point. 100%. Oh, yeah, I've no, no qualms. Absolutely keep him. Be selfish. Even if there's a murmuring that he wants to go, which I know you don't want to upset the apple cart and stuff like that, but I think you keep him. There will be cause for rotation. We've seen what happened with injuries to other teams and stuff like that. Yeah. You, keep, you keep hold of him. He's a, it's, we're not, we're not even a month back? away from them. Pretty well, a month. Actually, a slightly more than a month, isn't it? But he was in the Mesa Derby. He played a, a, a telling role. And it, look, there's all, if we want to compete on multiple fronts, and that that's a, that's a point because we're not going to have it all our way in the Premier League. I think we will, you know, we will find it hard going in the, in, in the coming weeks. And then the Champions League's going to come back, and then we've 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 been able to balance both recent years. But you you have to rotate, you have to change things around. We got a bit lucky at times as well. Jaden Shakiri is a match winner. He's top quality, and I agree. The only situation where I would let him go is if he's a knobhead. Yeah, and if he's acting like a knobhead and he's damaging team harmony, then yeah, fuck him off, and it means more game time for Harvey Elliott. But look, having Jane Shakiri at the club is a good thing for the likes of Harvey Elliott because he's a he's similar stature, yeah. great, you know, great, great pro, you know, great inter- international football and all that kind of stuff. So now I think Liverpool would be insane at the moment to let to let someone go unless there was a deeper lion, you know, deeper rooted cause in the squad. Yeah, uh, another. Yeah, um, just on the revenue stuff, um, talking about Liverpool, Stronger Civilian says the club is moving to a positive direction, which I agree with. And then unlike the United stuff that you were talking about, Stephen Saw says it just shows no matter how big a club is, if you're not doing it on the pitch, you will eventually, if you're not doing it off the pitch, no wait, what? Yeah, if you are doing it on the, if you're not doing it on the pitch, (laughs) you will eventually suffer on the field. Yeah, off the, the field. The, Mad comment. Literally, learn how to spell, Stephen. But that's a read. 
No. <laughs> the, um, no, you, I think they go, they go hand in hand, don't they? You need to have success. On the, it's chicken and egg. How do you have success on the field when you need to have the right players in place? You know, there's so much. There's only so much coaching and, and, and whatever can do. It all. It's, it's impossible to know which is the most important. But you're right. You know, United are lucky that they've got the off the pitch stuff right. Because if they didn't, they would be far more likely to be going 30 years without a title. They will not go 30 years without a Premier League title. They'll, eventually, they'll just buy the way back up to buy the way back up to the top because they can. Um, but yeah, it's great that we're in the best of both worlds situation. Just look at the, the sponsorship deals from the Nike. You know, they come to Liverpool because they're a global entity because they're successful because they want to be on the forefront of that to market themselves. Whereas I think United are the opposite. I think if they don't get European football, they lose more money from Adidas mm-hmm. because for the, for the opposite reason, they, they want to be up there and not going to be. One more time. Um, Stephen just said, my bad, no problem, mate. Um, <laughs> Joey Muddy coming back with another one. This is on the injury stuff. I asked if they're all fit, would you play them? Uh, Joey says, I'd play Fabinho if he's 100% with Genie and Hendo. With Matip and Lovren, I'd have one on the bench. They shouldn't automatically get in ahead of Gomez. Uh, and then Eth, Sham, Ol Hassan echoes that. Nope, there's no need to rush to play them, in my opinion. Henderson is doing well. No need to rush. The defensive stuff, I'd have, I'd have Matip on the bench probably. I think, you know, depending on what the score is, if you've all got a comfortable lead, you want to ease him in, give him some game time, getting back on the pitch and stuff, it's 10, 15 minutes to go. But equally, it might not go low block. I think you've got the Joel Matip pass or the Joel Matip Maisie run just to go on a, on a, yeah. on a 30, 40 yard run. The, yeah, I, I, score. I know, absolutely. I, I give it, he's, he's a bringing on to show things up I don't think you I don't think you bring Dejan Lovren in for because he's not got quite got the composure for those kind of things you know and, and they're not going to be doing like a bombardment style situation because they haven't really got the players of the other of the way if they had Lukaku yeah, and I know Lovren struggled big time against Lukaku yeah, yeah or oh. Fellaini you might need some heroic big headers from, from Dejan but yeah the, the massive stuff makes sense they've all of our centre-half partners for Van Dijk have had brilliant seasons. Mm-hmm. So it is tough and it'd be interesting to see what Cop goes with if they, if they are available. Um, but yeah, personally, yeah, I think I, I've got no problem with Fabinho starting. Uh, and I, I, if he decided to start any of those other lads, you know, this is not a shocking situation. Yeah. You know, to be fair, if we bloody kept Nat Phillips and started him against United, I wouldn't even be that arsed. That's how much form we're all in at the moment. Do you know the only reason I'd start Joe Gomez is because he's got the pace. Look at United's front yeah. three of you know Rashford, Marshall, James, oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff like. You need Gomez in there. Um, one more time, go on. Let's um, I've got one more because you told me. No, I've no, no, no. <laughs> not ready. That was it. Why? You asked for one more. Yeah, all right. right fair enough, we'll wrap it up there because Tom hasn't done his job properly. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> with some more news. Don't go check out the redmentv.com. It's free for your first month, then £5 thereafter. Loads of content, loads of build up for the Manchester United game, and we'll see you soon. Ta ra.